Hi everyone, my name is Samantha Mills, Marketing Manager for Sujeta UK, and I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. I'm here with Eric Van Omeren, Director of Innovation and co-author of our latest publication, Staying Ahead in the Cybersecurity Game, to discuss the trends, opportunities and threats we are seeing in the security landscape and explore some of the main themes of the book. So hi Eric, uh, thanks for joining us today. Uh, if you'd like to start by just giving us a little bit uh, of an overview about yourself, that would be great. Hey there, yes, I'm Eric Van Omeren, uh, I work for Sujeti USA, um, I've been in the group for, uh, I don't know, odd 17 years. I'm part of a research institute. We look at uh, trends and developments in new technology. In the past two years, I've been researching in depth what's going on in the security uh, field together with a group of our experts, uh, defining a point of view and uh, the, the current developments in this uh, industry. Okay, great. So uh, let's move on to today's topic. Could you tell us what dramatic changes we're currently seeing in the security landscape? I think the biggest thing that is changing is a perception of security where it used to be a technology risk that was in the field of operation of a CIO. It's now definitely a business risk. It's no longer about containing the technology, uh, a system being hacked. It's about survival of a company, company risk, uh, customer records at risk. Um, and that changes how you look at security, the type of risks that you manage and the type of responses uh, that you need to organize. Um, for example, prevention remains important, but we're now also accepting the fact that we will at one point be hacked. Any company can basically count on the fact that they will be hacked. So you need to also beef up your response, your uh, um, segmentation of data so that you can minimize the impact when you will be hacked, uh, detection patterns and all sorts of uh, secondary measures that, that come after sort of the outside wall of security. Um, and that's not even talking about the many technologies that are changing all around us. We're, we're seeing new technology implementations almost every day, each with their own security risks and, and uh, loopholes that are all being exploited by all sorts of players in the world. Okay, great. And how could the world of security make some serious strides, in your opinion? I think the world of security is already making nice strides. We're, we're doing good things in uh, adopting common frameworks. We're doing better tooling. and. I think this holistic view of cybersecurity is taking hold. Um, I, I still hear a lot of desire in, in chief security officers for things like uh, uh, good identity management online. If only there was a digital passport that would identify people uh, once and for all. Um, but the experts remain skeptical that this is a realistic short-term possibility. So. Um, um, identity and access management are probably one of the hottest topics uh, um, in this company or in this uh, field of play. Um, and, and there's lots of other big promises in technology. One of them is big data, um, providing us with better pattern de detection mechanisms uh, so that we can basically see what's normal and see what's abnormal and respond to that. Mm -hmm. uh, so with regards to digital passport, that's obviously something that we're seeing as well, particularly public sector-wise. Uh, it's a big thing at the moment. Um, so what threats to security do the current trends in cloud and mobile create? Um, mobile is, is like Pandora's box. It exploded onto the, the work area. People started bringing all sorts of devices into the organization um, without regard for security in any uh, fashion. And uh, then there was this view that we should have bring your own device. Uh, but that turns out to be pretty hard uh, uh, to organize, so people are more trending towards choose your own device, 
um, and trying to find a way to secure these devices. The thing with these mobile devices, of course, is that they are mobile, so they can be lost and stolen, um, and they are much more valuable than your traditional wallet, but we don't guard them as such. So um, you should look at your phone as being the, the record holder of all your, all your data and, and guard them accordingly. Which I'm afraid not everybody does. I mean, if you have a, a four-letter password, it's not the highest level of security you could think of. Um, cloud, um, cloud is is often talked about in the field of security, especially when cloud was new. I think these days it's it's kind of assumed that cloud can be made secure, uh, probably even more secure than your traditional data center. Um, and you start to see solutions where cloud can be used to beef up security, so where you can offload certain security dimensions into the cloud um, to become even more secure. Um, um, it still needs something to think of. It's not automatic if you say, well, cloud is secure. No, cloud is a, is a technology pattern that still needs your attention. And you can, uh, you can add security to that, or you can make it secure as long as you pay attention to it. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Um, and what does technology bring in terms of opportunities within security? Well, cybersecurity cannot be pursued without the use of tools. Any any idea you have about doing it is is filled with tools for monitoring or response or uh, uh, closing up loopholes or verifying certain uh, patterns. Um, the complexity is that we we have probably too many tools and not all of them are very integrated. Um, for each uh, a data set, we have a different approach. For each operating model, we have a different pattern. Um, um, I think it's time that we start uh, um, integrating these things more. And I think that's what we're seeing uh, around here, where security is more integral, where uh, it's one suite, where it's one view of security, uh, which makes it easier uh, to manage and operate. Because, well, if you have to dig through uh, 50 different logs to find one attacker uh, trying to find loopholes in all your different systems, it's not going to work. Um, and this is probably where big data comes into play as well, is if you can combine the insights from all the different angles, from your own users, from your HR systems, from your external users, and perhaps even from third parties, um, then you can get a full view of what's going on um, and, and do earlier detection and do better detection of what's going on. Yeah, definitely. Um, so if we talk about the book in a little, little bit more te- detail, um, a key point of the book is around managing risk from an enterprise perspective. Why is this approach advised? Um, it used to be that security, um, uh, it came up from the technical area where the, the nerds and the hackers were looking at bits and bytes, um, and that's still where a lot of the passion lies. So if you look at true security gurus, almost always they have a technical background. They 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 uh, relish in the the uh, creative uh, dimension of security. It's about how can you hack into the most secure system. It's a lot of creative thinking. Um, so it's very natural that there's a technical dimension to this. But these days, um, it's your company data at risk. In the early days of the internet, the, the technology was almost an add-on to the standing organization. These days, it's commonly assumed that your technology is your organization. If your technology fails, your organization fails. The risk that can be done if all your uh, customer data gets leaked or if uh, uh, your core systems get broken into or all your IP gets stolen and uh, sent off to different countries, uh, that is direct 
has a direct impact on your business, on your business outcome, on um, your reputation, uh, on basically what you can sell and if you can survive. Um, so it's a whole different level of, of risk, which uh, which also calls for a different level of of organizing it. It's about how you segment things and how you prioritize things, and probably how much budget you want to allocate to certain types of risks, um, so that you at least survive, hopefully thrive in this era of digital opportunities. Yeah, absolutely. Um, another important theme in the book is uh, encouraging and eliciting the right behavior in people within the organization. So what recommendations do you propose uh, to trigger such behavior? Uh, in the book, we talk about uh, changing a discussion from fear to value. Um, fear is always a great motivator, but it's very short-lived. I can scare you into action once, maybe twice, maybe three times in a row, but that's it. After then, um, I can't scare you anymore. I cannot show another picture of a, a scary hacker that's going to steal your credit card information because, well, you've grown accustomed to that idea and you've never seen it up close, so why would you change your behavior? Um, it's much more valuable to have a discussion about doing the right thing, being proud of doing the right thing, and probably design technology uh, to do the right thing. So. Um, you can um, um, make a discussion about tech, uh, security, not just a fear-driven discussion, but also a value-driven discussion. And we see that in lots of companies where um, they want to be a trusted partner or they want to be a reliable partner and they want to have a culture of um, checking the boxes. That is very much what you want to encourage and probably you want to make that easy in technology as well. Sure. So the fair approach, in your opinion, is is no longer effective then. Well, it's effective to get the attention in the short term um, and to uh, every now and then uh, remind people, but it doesn't motivate action that much. It's it's something to to wave a flag and say, look, there's still threats out there, um, but then you have to find other discussions that that put people into action so that they can, I don't know, behave more securely or stop using the things that you don't want them to use um, or at least think about the implications if you start using third-party tools or uh, send data off to a friend or whatever kind of crazy behavior people uh, uh, have inside organizations. Okay, great. Thanks, Eric. So that concludes part one of our podcast on the trends, opportunities and threats in the security landscape. Make sure you listen to part two for more specific details on our publication, Staying Ahead in the Cybersecurity Game. Don't forget you can actually download the book itself from www.ict-books.com. Thank you for listening.